The 2023 schedule for the New Orleans Saints has officially dropped, and it's time to talk about whether or not this is a favorable schedule for the Saints, certain trends, matchups that we're looking forward to, and just overall thoughts on what should be an exciting season for the Saints. So let's jump right into it right here on the Straight Up Saints podcast. You're listening to the Straight Up Saints podcast. What is up, Houdat Nation? Welcome back inside another edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast brought to you by Vic- Scott McNair Injury Lawyers. Have you been injured any kind of accident, car, truck, 18-wheeler, or hurt offshore? Sure. Scott McNair handles it all. You can give him a call at 504-500-1111 for a free consultation. That's right, a free consultation. So the Scott McNair Injury Lawyers always fight for the win. Uh, now I mentioned it before. Schedule officially dropped. Some interesting stuff to get to. Uh, I think there are a lot of juicy matchups on here that we could definitely talk about. Uh, I think there's certain trends that favor the Saints, and I'll get to that in just a little bit. But first off, let's just start off with the basics. Let's just go through what seems to be an exciting slate for the New Orleans Saints. So we'll pull it up right here to make it have what we have right here for the New Orleans. Uh, as you can see, just coming through it right now, uh, it starts off with an interesting matchup in September, week one. Facing the Titans uh, at home, followed by two road games at Carolina and at Green Bay. Uh, then in October, interesting slate for sure. Week four versus the Bucks. Week five versus the Patriots. Week six uh, versus the Texans. Week seven versus the Jaguars. That one's going to be a Thursday night football game on Amazon Prime Video. And week eight at the Colts. Uh, from the October slate, five games, three of them on the road. From the September slate, three games, two of them on the road. So something I, I jot, I, you know, decided to jot down while going through it. Five of the first eight games for the New Orleans Saints are, in fact, on the road. That's not exactly easy. That's going to be interesting to see how they overcome it. I will say the New Orleans Saints of the past five years are not the New Orleans Saints when they were kind of a finesse team in the early 2010s. They can go on the road, especially with that defense-first mentality, and they can go out there uh, and win games for sure. So that's the September and October slate. Let's get into November where we have week nine versus the Bears, week 10 at the Vikings, week 11 a bye week, so a November bye week for New Orleans later in the season as opposed to early or way late, like last season in December. Week 12 at the Falcons, that's uh, one of two meetings with Atlanta. We get into December, week 13 versus the Lions. That should be a fun one for sure. Dan Campbell's kind of homecoming against New Orleans. Week 14 versus the Panthers. That's going to be an important matchup for sure. Week 15 versus the Giants. So three straight home games to kick off December against all NFC teams, teams that could be vying for playoff spots. That's going to be an important stretch, I'd imagine, for New Orleans. The NFC, you know, matchups don't stop there, though. At the Rams, week 16, Thursday night football again. That's good for you guys because Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, you don't have to worry about watching the New Orleans Saints. You can just hang out with your family. Don't have to stress about whether or not the black and gold win a game. They'll be playing on December 21st. So week 16 at the Rams, Thursday night football followed by week 17 at the Bucks, and then conclude the season week 18 versus the Falcons. So that's how the slate's looking. And uh, it's going to be fascinating to see how this all goes down for New Orleans. But let's just start off with some of the things matchup by matchup that we'll talk about. And I think the first thing you're going to notice for the Saints early in the year, a lot of road games, a lot of, you know, the outdoor games are going to be gone through the first half, honestly. And I think that's actually a good thing for the Saints. At Carolina, that's outdoors. In September. At Green Bay. Outdoors. Don't have to worry about the cold weather. That's in September. Now, some people on Twitter said, hey, Chris, 
Why you mention the cold weather? The Saints won in Philly. The Saints won in Cleveland in that freezing game last year. It's not me worried about the Saints playing in the cold weather as much as it would be Derek Carr, who does struggle from time to time in cold weather. We saw it last year against the Pittsburgh Steelers on Christmas Eve. He had his worst game of the season outside of the Saints one. You could pick and choose either one. That was outdoors. Didn't look great. That was one of the concerns when people uh, linked him to the Jets was, you know, what is he going to do outdoors if he's playing a full season at MetLife? So you get two cold weather potential games out of the way in September. I love that aspect for New Orleans. Keeping that theme going, Patriots, week five, early October. That could be a cold weather game in November, December, January. You're not worrying about that. You're getting it out of the way in October. And then for the rest of the way through for road games for New Orleans, it's actually pretty comical. At the Texans, that's indoors. At the Colts, that's indoors. At the Vikings, that's indoors. At the Falcons, that's also indoors. At Rams, indoors. Week 17 at Bucks, outdoor. But it's a sunshine state. You're not exactly worrying about frigid conditions. So New Orleans, in terms of temperature, they're going to be playing in a controlled climate for pretty much the entire season. And I think that's a pro that you cannot overlook going into it. The second thing, and I will go down the teams now as we go through it. And I think this is a big factor for New Orleans. Playing a lot of teams where there is uncertainty at the quarterback position. Let's start off with week one. You're expecting diverse Ryan Tannehill. I would be shocked if he's not starting week one for Tennessee. And it'll actually be Derrick Henry's first game against the Saints. It's never lined up, oddly enough. I can't believe this is the first game against them. So that's not an easy matchup. Plus, Mike Vrabel's just a well-coached, he's got a well-coached squad. I am a little worried about that. I'm not going to lie. But we'll see what happens. Either way, let's get out of Tennessee. Week two against the Panthers. Bryce Young, A, is he going to start right away? My guess would be yes, but you never know. Even if he does, that's a rookie quarterback in his home debut on Monday Night Football. That's a big spot for the kid. Now, I think Bryce can rise up to the occasion, but us Saints fans probably hope he doesn't. So either way, a little uncertainty there. Week three against the Packers, Jordan Love. I'm a Jordan Love fan, at least I was when he came out of Utah State, but we don't know what's going on there at quarterback. That's some uncertainty there. How about week four versus the Bucks? Is it Baker Mayfield? Is it Kyle Trask? I don't know. I do not care because either way, the Saints cannot and should not lose that game. They got to win those, especially at home. Division T, uh, division rival. That's a big one there. But still uncertainty. Those are good. That's going to be a team that's going to have two go, uh, quarterbacks going at it during training camp in Kyle Trask and Baker Mayfield. So uncertainty in that regard. Patriots, week five. Imagine it's Mac Jones. We'll be surprised if it's Bailey Zappi. Either way, though, that's not a a huge task at quarterback. Saints played Mac Jones' rookie season. Defense got after him all game long. Week six, more uncertainty. CJ Stroud for the Texans, that's the guess, but we'll see what happens. And either either way, that's another rookie quarterback. Week seven, Trevor Lawrence, Jags. I think he's the best quarterback they're going to face this upcoming season. That's just my opinion. You know what you're getting there. That's a hard matchup. There's no sugarcoating that one. Week eight, is it Gardner Minshew, who the Saints had their way with last season, or is it Anthony Richardson? You probably hope it's Gardner Minshew, to be honest, because Anthony Richardson, if it's his first game, who knows? They could pull some tricks out of the bag. Either way, uncertainty there at quarterback. Week 9 versus the Bears. You know you're getting Justin Fields. This could be a big year for Justin Fields. We'll see what happens in that regard. But, again, you know what to expect with Justin Fields. I think Justin Fields is a hell of an athlete, and I think he could throw the football better than people think. So I, that's on the tougher side of things. Week 10 versus Kirk Cousins. Again, tougher side of things. So through the first... Let's do the math here. Through the first 10 games, the Saints, in terms of what you know you're getting, Tannehill, you know what you're getting. You know what you're getting with Trevor Lawrence. You know what you're getting with Mac Jones, I believe. You know what you're getting with Kirk Cousins. You know what you're getting with Justin Fields. 
Five out of the first 10 quarterbacks, I feel like I know what you're getting against them. Five, I have no idea. I have no idea. And honestly, I only think one of these guys out of the five, the five that I said are you know good quarterbacks and you know what to expect. I think the one that scares me the most has to be Trevor Lawrence and then probably Justin Field, although Kirk Cousins obviously is a gamer in his own right. So quarterback uncertainty through the first 10 games, absolutely. But I'm stop there. I mean, we could continue going with this. Week 12 at the Falcons. Is it Desmond Ritter? Is it Taylor Heineke if he somehow gets you know thrusted into the starting role at some point? Again, uncertainty in that regard. It, it's just crazy how it's everywhere. So that goes in that category. Week 13 versus the Lions. Got to give Jared Goff his respect, especially after the way he played last season. So you know what to get there. Week 14, again, Bryce Young and the Panthers, rookie quarterback. You got to win at least one of those two games. Week 15 against the Giants. Daniel Jones, $40 million man. I Look, I don't think he's a bad quarterback, but I don't think he's a $40 million quarterback. And I think for New Orleans, you got to win this one. This is where I will be concerned, though. The Saints played the Giants in 2021, and Daniel Jones lit them the hell up. That was that without Brian Dable calling plays. That was the Joe Judge Giants went into the Dome, beat them, and Daniel Jones got NFC Offensive Player of the Week right after that game, which is so freaking embarrassing. But that happened, so can't overlook him. Week 16, Rams. You think it's Stafford. You think. But is Matthew Stafford going to get through a full 17-game uh, season? I have no idea. So you expect Stafford. Wouldn't be you know shocked if he doesn't make it to that game. Week 17 versus the Bucks. Yet again, what do you think is going to happen there? Baker or Kyle Trask? I don't know. I do not care. Just like I didn't care the first time around. Uncertainty at the quarterback position. And then you close it out week 18 against the Falcons. Again, Desmond Ritter or Taylor Heineke. Either way, you're not exactly facing a daunting task there. So you're not playing a lot of outdoors games. The outdoor games, second part of this equation, are early in the season. Late in the season, from November on, you are playing indoors, 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 indoors. In, literally every single game outside of one is indoors. Eight of the, uh, seven of the last, um, my math is so off here right now. Six of their last, the last six games, all of them are in controlled climates. Five in domes, one in Tampa. That's amazing. In November, all three indoors. That's, you got to take advantage, man. Got to take advantage. And I'll say this, as someone who defends Derek Carr a lot, he's got to do the thing. He's got to do the damn thing. He's got to play well. This is this is it. Like, this is a golden opportunity for the Saints. You look at the schedule. You look at the fact that you're not versing cold weather. You're not dealing with cold weather. You're not dealing with elite quarterback after elite quarterback. I see some of these people's schedules, and I'm like, how the hell are you supposed to get through that? For reference, the Jets have to go through to start the season. Josh Allen and the Bills, Dak Prescott and the Cowboys, Bill Belichick and the Patriots, I get it, not the hardest, but Bill Belichick always wins against the Jets. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, Tua and the Dolphins, Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. What six-game slate is that? That is just an absolute hellhole of, of a six-game stretch for the for the Jets. The Saints, I look through it, and I'm like, quarterback-wise, you're going to have the superior quarterback in a lot of these games. And I know people don't like Derek Carr as much as I do or as much as others. And I'm not saying Derek Carr's elite because I don't think he's elite. But if I objectively go through these games right now, and I'm going to do it just for fun, who's got the better quarterback? Let's see. Titans, Saints, Tannehill or Carr? I'd give the edge to Carr. Panthers, Saints. I got to give the edge to Carr until we see what Bryce can do. That's what's fair is fair. If Bryce falls out and we get to week 14 for the rematch and I think Bryce is better, I'll be honest. But for now, edge Derek Carr. Packers, edge Derek Carr. Bucks, edge Derek Carr. Patriots, edge Derek Carr. 
Texans, edge Derek Carr. Finally, week seven, I give the edge to the opposing quarterback in a pretty good margin. Trevor Lawrence, I think, is significantly better than Derek Carr. That's just my opinion. I think he is. But it took me week seven to get there. Week eight, advantage Derek Carr. Week nine, I will I will split hairs with people who love Justin Fields because I do think Justin Fields is, is so talented. So if you want to call it a coin flip between Fields and Carr, I'll give it to you. I would give the edge to Carr, though. Same said for Kirk Cousins, coin flip. Falcons, edge Derek Carr. Lions, I think it's coin flip. Panthers, edge Derek Carr. Giants, edge Derek Carr. Rams, I'm going to go edge Stafford. Bucks, Falcons, close the season. Edge Derek Carr, edge Derek Carr. I mean, 12 of these games, I would give the edge to Derek Carr in terms of who's the better quarterback. So that leads me to my last point and the most important point. How many games are the Saints going to win in 2023? First off, who the hell knows? I mean, you got to play the games. That's why they do it. But I look at the schedule. I love the fact that the Saints, especially late in the season where they're going to play a lot of important games, I love that they're mostly at home. Like that three-game stretch where you play the Lions, play the Panthers, you play the Giants. All those at home. That matters. Not having to go to MetLife on week 15. Not having to go to Carolina on week 14. Not having to deal with Detroit and their fans week 13. That helps. Closing out the season with the Bucs and the Falcons. That Falcons game could be something. You never know. I actually think the Falcons are going to be better than most Saints fans think. Just because I think they have a respectable run game. And they bolster their defense a little bit. So week 18 could be fun. Bucks, I expect to be the bottom of the barrel in the NFC South. So you get a little bit of a loose game there. Rams, I think, is a winnable one. Absolutely. I think, honestly, the most interesting part of the Saints schedule might be out of the jump. What do you do with Titans, Panthers, Packers? Because Titans, well-coached. That's not going to be an easy game. Panthers, I don't know what to expect. And that could be a bad thing. That could be a good thing. Same thing for the Packers. I don't know what to expect. Jordan Love could come out of the gate looking like the next great Packers quarterback, or he could look like the Packers made a giant mistake getting rid of Aaron Rodgers. But either way, unknowns. And that's why out of all the months, the first one's going to be the one that I think is going to be interesting as heck. Because the Saints usually need time to get going, but I don't think they can waste time. I think this is a schedule where September... I need to see two and one personally. October, I do think there are a lot of wins here. I, I think the Bucks game you can win. I think the Texans game could be a win. I think the Colts game should be a win. Can you split Jags Patriots? If so, the trend of being really good in October can continue for New Orleans. November, you're only playing three games. Bears, Vikings, Falcons. Can you win two? That would sound great to me personally. So I'm looking through it right now. Can you go two and one in September? Can you go three and two? In October, if so, you're already at five and three. Can you go two and one in November? If so, I got you at seven and four. And now you got Lions, Panthers, Giants, Rams, Bucks, Falcons to close it out. Got six games. Win just the home ones, and you're at 11 wins. Win two out of three between Lions, Panthers, Giants. Split one of the Rams, Bucks games on the road and win that Falcons uh, season ender, you're still at 11. Or, this could be crazy too. Win just three of the final six under this idea of you you win seven games going into December. Win three of the final six, 10 and seven. I still think you're making the playoffs. So, I, I don't have a crystal ball. And I don't know how this season's going to go because at the end of the day, I still have questions about the coaching staff. I have questions about the offensive play call. I have questions about the depth at linebacker, the new defensive line. Questions about the offensive line. Is Derek Carr going to take that next step? Is Michael Thomas going to be healthy? How many games has Alvin missed a suspension if he does miss any games due to suspension? There's a lot of questions. But you cannot sit here today and look at me with a straight face and say that the Saints do not have the favorable schedule 
and the talent to win 10-plus games. This schedule is, is on paper, it is not as daunting as it should be. And, and I know schedules change, and I'm a big proponent of telling people there are going to be teams on this schedule right now that we look at and we go, that's going to be a hard game, and it might end up being an easy game. And there might be teams on the schedule who go, I don't know, it might not be that hard, and they could take off. For example, who knows? Maybe, maybe, just maybe, Justin Fields has a Jalen Hurts-esque season next year, and the Bears are tough to stop. It's possible. Or maybe Jordan Love is, is the truth, and the Packers are tough. And on the flip side, Titans have been a respectable team for the last couple of years under Mike Vrabel. Who knows? Week one could be the start of their downfall. That's the way the NFL plays out sometimes. You never know. But the thing that won't change is that the teams that the Saints are going to face do not have loaded quarterback rooms. And that's something that just can't change because there's no magical you know, trick here that's going to get an elite quarterback into the building for some of these teams. So that's why I look at the Saints schedule, and I, I love those advantages. Love that they're not playing outdoors late in the season. Love that they're going up against, I would say, bottom-tier quarterback competition or unproven quarterback competition for a lot of this season. And three... I love that late in the season when the Saints defense is usually cooking, they're going to be at home and they're going to play decent to favorable opponents for some of these games. I, I look at the, the final slate, man. That, that's going to be fun. December is going to be fun. And if it doesn't go the Saints way, yeah, it won't be fun. And I'll be sitting here, you know, all mopey and not happy about it. But I, I think that Lions, Panthers, Giants, Rams, Bucks, Falcons, I think that's going to be a blast. I really do. Call me Homer. I don't really care at this point. I really do. So it's all about getting off to a respectable start because like I said, five of your first eight games are on the road. That is not fun. But I do think that New Orleans, superior quarterback played a lot of these teams. I think they just have superior rosters to be honest. It's going to fall on Dennis Allen. And I'll leave you with this. Dennis Allen, please, good sir. 10 wins or else something went wrong. At least t- 10 wins. Now, I will accept 9-8 and eight if it ends up in the playoffs because the goal is to make the playoffs and then hope to God you can make some magic with that. That's the goal. So I can't nitpick. If I say, get me 10 wins, you get 9-8 and eight, and that makes the playoffs, who am I to complain? You made the playoffs. But I have to sit here today and be honest, just like you guys are probably going to think about it and say it in the comment section as well. They got to win at least 10 games. Got to, got to, got to, got to. And that falls on the coach. Falls on the offensive coordinator. If they're in sync, let's make some magic. Let's let's prove that people like me, who didn't want DA back for another year, were wrong. But until then, the questions, the skepticism, that's going to stay. Saints coaching staff has to prove us wrong. And they also got to shut me up. And I hope they do. Although I won't because I'll continue to talk about it in the podcast. But you get my point. You get my point. Shut up in the literal sense. Or the figurative sense, I guess. Literal sense, I won't shut up. But anyway, I think this is a really favorable schedule for the Saints. I don't know if it's the easiest schedule in the league. Like I said, I think shit changes in the blink of an eye. But on paper, which has been the popular phrase for the Saints all year, on paper they have a good roster. On paper they improved their quarterback room. On paper they added young defensive talent. On paper they added more weapons to the offense. And on paper they got an easy schedule. But that doesn't mean shit in the NFL. You got to go out there and you got to win the games. And we'll see if they do that. But as always, guys, let me know in the comment section below if you think the Saints have the easiest or most favorable schedule in the league. Which game are you looking forward to the most? Let me know and I will get back to the comment section. I promise. You let me know which game you're most intrigued by. I will get back to you. And let me know what your record prediction is for the Saints. 
10 and 7, 11 and 6, 9 and 8, worse than 9 and 8, 7 and 10. Like, what do you expect from New Orleans? Let me lo- let me know in the comment section below. But I'll leave it on, on this. I am most excited for Jaguars versus Saints. And I believe the Saints are going to finish. I will go 10 and 7. I, I, I'm going to leave margin for error. Seven losses is a lot of losses. So I'm going to go 10 and 7. Jag Saints is the one that I'm most excited for. I want to hear your opinion though. So as always, let me know in the comment section below. Subscribe to Boot Crew Media's YouTube page so you can get more videos like this. And as always, guys, stay tuned for more content here from the Straight Up Saints podcast, the destination for the Houdat Nation. You're listening to the Straight Up Saints podcast.